A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. This is podcast number 15. I'm Dana White. I blog almost daily as Noni, short for anonymous, over at aslobcomesclean.com. Uh, that's where I share my personal deslobification process, which is the ins and the outs, the successes and failures, successes again and refailures of me getting my house in order when this kind of stuff does not come naturally to me. As I figure things out, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing methods that actually work in real life for real people, for real slobs even like me. So um, welcome. I'm so excited. Uh, this is podcast number 15. I'm going to talk about Christmas today. Uh, I usually talk about cleaning, organizing, all that kind of stuff, decluttering, but Christmas season is pretty all consuming because there are these ideals that you want and then there's reality and bringing those two things together sometimes is kind of difficult. Um, so I'm a mom of three and a wife of one. Hopefully that's obvious, the wife of one part, but anyway, um, so I, um, I, I kind of feel like it falls on me, the whole Christmas thing. That is my responsibility in our home to, um, you know, create what I want it to be, what I want my kids' memories to be. Um, here's the one main thing I've learned this year, and that is memories happen. When we were unpacking our Christmas stuff, my seven-year-old, I love that age because I feel like that is the age which each, with each of my kids that they have, um, like grasped the tradition aspect of things. And it's always fun to me to see what they think of as traditions. <gasps> oh, mom, I've, I love it when we put out the, the wise men and we always put them on the table. That's what we always do. Oh, mom, we always drink eggnog while we, uh, you know, put out our Christmas stuff. So we have traditions and sometimes I, I think I have to orchestrate all of those traditions. I have to plan them ahead of time. And instead I need to accept these are the traditions that have just happened because we've done them year after year because my kids like them and because they like them. Well, then we keep doing them and that becomes our tradition. And that's what's special. That is what is special to them. So I'm just going to talk in general about Christmas. Um, kind of have fun. I will warn you that I'm going to wait to the end to say some things that might be, um, you know, mommy specific, parents specific, not really, um, for children. So just be aware of that. It's not like it's inappropriate, but you know, as a mom, you might want to make sure you're not listening to the end part. I'll warn you before I get there to the end part, if your kids are in the room. So, okay. So a little, a bit of my history, uh, with Christmas. Um, I love Christmas. Uh, when we got married, my husband and I, uh, he had always purchased for his mother, these little dog figurines every single year. And she really liked him the first year. 
And so he said, well, I'm going to give her a collection of dog figurines. So every Christmas he would buy her a dog figurine. Now I know that it went on for a long time because when I helped her have a garage sale about a year ago, we got rid of those dog figurines. It was kind of a joke, but anyway, um, until he married me, that's just what he bought his mother. Well, he wanted something like that to give me. So his idea was, tell me what it is that you want like that. And then every single year, I'll know what to buy you as your expensive gift. Well, I kind of went, oh, okay. You know, now this was our first year of marriage and he was working and I was working and, um, we had money, (laughs) like, you know, we don't have money anymore for that kind of stuff. And that's kind of where the story goes. But so we went to the Christmas store and I said, you know what? I've always loved those Christmas villages. How about you get me a Christmas house, you know, to go in a village. So we chose a village that we were going to do. And we chose this house that we really loved. And we got, um, he got me that Christmas village house that Christmas. Well, um, the next year, he got me the chapel for that little village. So, um, that was great. And those things are like 50, $60 a piece, I think at least. And, um, so that was kind of his thing. He was thinking he was going to get me. Well, then we came around to the next Christmas and I was nine months pregnant and I was not working anymore. I had worked right up until, uh, you know, Christmas break. I was a teacher and I taught kind of a they needed a short-term gig while they were filling somebody in. So I, I worked in, you know, that fall semester, but I wasn't going to be working anymore. And so money was different all of a sudden. We didn't have, you know, a lot of money for Christmas really at all. And so uh, that year I said, you know what, I just, there's so many other things. We had a house now for the first time. I said, there's so many other things I would rather spend 50 or $60 on. I really don't want a Christmas village house. So, but you know, he really had this in his head that this is what he was going to get me every single year. So we went to the little store. We're in a new town. We found a place that sold them. And instead of getting a a house for the village, I thought, well, just for this year, we'll get, um, you know, a little accessory. So we got this little couple that's kissing under the mistletoe and it was $17. So we'd gone from 50, 60 to 17. Well, then the next year we had a child and, um, a newborn, we'd gone a year of me not working and we were really trying to adjust to the whole single income thing, which was a bigger adjustment than we thought, even though we thought we were prepared. Um, so we got to that point and, uh, I was like, okay, we're not spending any money on this, but he really wanted to get me something. So he got me, um, we went together and he got me the, uh, like a, batting to go under that was kind of sparkly for snow. So, okay, well this, this will be the thing for this year. You know, maybe next year we'll get back to it. Yeah, we didn't. The next year it was like a clearanced little tree. I think it was a dollar at Walmart, a little tree for the village that had snow on it was not part of the actual collection at all. Just something to go with it. And after that we gave up. Um, and I consider that just a real life story of, um, being a parent and Christmas is, um, you know, all those ideals that you have, other things become more important than, than what you thought was important, was going to be important to you. You know, when you first got married, oh, it never occurred to me that we wouldn't have, that I wouldn't want him spending a frivolous 50 or $60 every year on me. Um, you know, this year I asked for a Kindle, 
which I got the cheapest one, you know, so it was like 60 or $70, I think. Um, but that's something useful. I'm like, I don't need something to sit around my house, which now I also have that different perspective on stuff and clutter and all that. So, um, even though I put out those, that little set, that very small set I have of one house and one chapel and one tree and one little couple figurine, um, the snow batting is long gone, but even though that's what I put out every year, I smile about it. I love it, but I don't need a huge collection that fits perfectly on the top of my piano. And I'm as happy as I can be. And every year I tell my kids that story of, look how your perspective on money changes as you get older, you know, and I also explain to them, make sure that you enjoy, um, you know, your life before you have kids, you're never going to have more money than you have when you're single and working. So there's something to be said for that. So, um, okay. Other things I'm going to talk about. Um, oh, okay. So collections and all that. Well, there are certain collections that I have that I've had for a long time. I love the wizard of Oz. That is my movie that I've always loved. I had the record of it as a kid and my little girl scout troop. I, that was my first directing experience. That's what I do like as the things I'm actually good at, as opposed to cleaning, um, I direct plays, you know, um, I was a theater teacher before I had kids. Well, the Wizard of Oz, I directed it for my Girl Scout troop when I was, you know, fourth, fifth grade. I wrote out the script, I direct, you know, put it all together. Of course I was Dorothy, but, um, so I had this real thing for Wizard of Oz. Well, when I was a teenager, uh, there was the 50th anniversary, which now it's the 75th anniversary. So I'm showing my age, but, Um, when I was a teenager, there was 50th anniversary and all these people started buying me Wizard of Oz collectibles. And I loved them at first. I had a shelf in my room for Wizard of Oz collectibles. Well, people just kept buying them for me and buying them for me and buying them for me some more. And, um, it really, you know, was overwhelming. Well, of course, when I went off to college, I did not take my Wizard of Oz figurines with me. Um, when I went to Thailand and lived there, I didn't take that stuff with me. So here I came married because I got married right after I moved back from Thailand. Um, I had no place for my Wizard of Oz stuff. I mean, it, it just wasn't the phase of my life where I wanted to have a big display of it, but I still did love it. And it did mean something to me. You know, all these people who had thought of me and thought about what it is that I like and bought me these things. So I decided to bring my Wizard of Oz collection out just for Christmas. And part of that is because I think one of the first things I got in that collection were some Christmas-related Wizard of Oz figurines. There's also a lot of Wizard of Oz tree ornaments that I have. And I found that to be a nice, happy medium for displaying this collection that I had um, because I, I, I didn't want to have it out all the time, but I did want to, you know, enjoy it. And that way I do. I love bringing that stuff out. That's one of my daughter's favorite things to do. She loves to put out my Wizard of Oz stuff. And of course she goes and plays with it and uh, all of that, you know, during that time. And she knows she has to keep it right there. But that is my way of having that stuff out and enjoying it and having a reason to keep it, but also not letting it clutter up my home all the time. Kind of the same thing with my husband's Elvis stuff. In podcast number 14, I talked about husbands and decluttering and, um, you know, just being considerate of the things that they're into and the things that they like, because, you know, I would hate it if somebody said to me, Wizard of Oz is stupid. Why do you have that stuff? You know, I wouldn't want someone to say that to me. So I'm not going to say that to my husband about the things that are important to him. So, 
Um, you know, he has an Elvis tree, an Elvis Christmas tree. We have two small Christmas trees. One has Wizard of Oz ornaments on it, and the other has Elvis on it. And that's a way for him to enjoy the stuff that he has as a collection. But it's kind of a compromise to not, like, actually have a space in our home that is Elvis. You know, we don't have an Elvis room, a jungle room or whatever with carpet on the walls. We don't have that. So that's kind of a nice, happy medium kind of thing that we have. Um, going along with that, one of the posts that I wrote this week was about our Elphis on the shelf. Um, my, uh, somebody at work put a little hat on the elf hat on an Elvis ornament for him last year because they know he loves Elvis. Anyway, well, my husband came home and said, Hey, I've heard about this elf on the shelf thing. I think it'd be really fun if I did that at my office, you know, like did something funny with an Elphis on the shelf. Um, every, you know, every night. And I said, okay, well, first of all, uh, our daughter is dying for an elf on the shelf. I mean, she hears all her friends talk about it. She wants one so bad. I said, so if you're going to do it up there at work, you're going to also have to do it at home. And then let's talk about the fact that, um, for real, do you think that we are truly capable of every single night remembering that we need to, um, move the elf on the shelf? If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's this thing where you read this book and supposedly the elf watches the kids all day long. It's a little bit creepy, but um, the elf watches the kids all day long and then at night goes back and reports to Santa. And so while the kids are in bed, the elf, you know, moves and is in a different place and they have to find it every day. Well, I mean, parents are awesome. Seriously, there's some awesomely committed parents because they, you know, kids wake up to things like, you know, the the elf is wrestling one of the wrestling figurines or the elf has been baking something in the kitchen and did snow angels and the flower. And I mean, it's really some great stuff at crystallincomp.com. She's a friend of mine and she has a lot of great ideas on that, but I just made sure that my husband understood what a big commitment this was to actually do. And, uh, yeah, we decided against it. So we did the elfus on the shelf here at home the little Elvis with the elf, Elvis with the elf hat. Um, we did that here at home and we move it when we can. It doesn't get moved every day, but it moves every once in a while. Our daughter totally knows that it's not for real. Sometimes she's the one who moves it, but we just have fun with it. So it's, you know, yeah, we're going to have that memory, but we're not doing the whole thing because we can't handle it. And it's important to understand. I don't need to commit to this extra thing that I truly can't handle. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos? Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code 
clean at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one-hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. Um, okay, so just in general with Christmas, along the clutter theme that I usually go with, Um, Christmas can be totally overwhelming. That's why decluttering is, I mean, it's decluttering season starting the day after Christmas. I did not know that until I had my blog and realized, wow, my traffic really picks up the day after Christmas because people are off of work and, um, people just got a whole bunch of new stuff and they want to get rid of their old stuff. And so people really think about decluttering, but that it just, shows you how bringing more stuff into your home can be completely overwhelming and especially with children. I know for me, um, I love Christmas shopping because I just don't generally get to shop. I mean, I'm frugal to my core. So I'm, I just, I'm not a spender. I don't go out and spend a lot of money, but I do love it at Christmas when I get to go spend money. Well, in our first couple years of having kids, what that meant to me was, Oh, they would love that. I need to get it. Oh, they would love that too. I need to get all these things that I'd resisted getting for them all year long. Cause, Oh, they really don't need that at Christmas. For some reason I felt justified getting it all for them, but then they had so many toys that they got from us and from grandparents and from aunts and uncles. And all of a sudden we had way too much stuff. So some of the things that I would do in those cases was I would, you know, leave it up in the closet and bring out one new toy every month. And pretty much they would go all year having a new toy every month. Um, and just 
spacing out how often they got to use it. Now, obviously, as they got older, that's not a possibility at all. Um, but uh, the other thing that happened, um, but you know, now, okay, so two, two things. First of all, one of the things I had to do was um, change how we budgeted for Christmas because doing that too made me go over budget. You know, I had to be really careful. So one of the things that we do personally, that is the only way I've found, because every year that we don't do it correctly, we go over, but I have to use cash for my Christmas budget. So we get out how much money we have decided. And a lot of times we'll go over and we'll say, okay, we need to go get some more cash out because I still need this many gifts and I'm out of money. But there's just something different when I, in my head, am adding up how much I've been spending on my debit card or by writing checks, which I mean, who does that anymore? But you know, on your debit card, you think that you've kept it under control and yet you haven't, you know, for me, I mean, I, I always end up going over and I end up, um, finding something I really like for someone. And for some reason, when I would just use my debit card, I would go ahead and get, Oh yeah, I need this for her. Well, I already had something for that person. You know, there's certain people who you could buy all these different kinds of things for. Um, I already had something for that person, but it didn't, it wasn't quite as big of a deal because I was using my debit card and not cash. But when I have to pull cash out of an envelope, then I go, wow, I don't really have that much. Oh, wait, I already got her something. So for some reason that really, really helps me, but, um, it can be difficult when you want to shop online because sometimes the best deals are online. Um, now this doesn't necessarily work for lightning fast deals, but, uh, one thing that I've done because I know how important the cash budget is for me is if I find something on walmart.com or I've done calendars or pictures through walgreens.com, um, I will go buy a gift card for that play. I'll go buy a Walmart gift card for exactly the amount that I need and I will use that to pay for it. Um, some people can use PayPal and I think that's great. But for me, because I am dealing completely with cash out of a specific envelope, that's what works for me. Uh, you can buy Amazon gift cards at the store as well. You know, but like I said, that is hard for your lightning fast type stuff. But if you're making a definite purchase, my in-laws wanted a certain kind of camera or needed a certain kind of camera um, that was difficult to find. I found it on walmart.com. I just went and bought a gift card for the exact amount. And that worked great. You know, so I went ahead and went through the checkout process all except for paying so that I knew how much shipping was going to be and everything. Um, so for us, that's made a big difference, uh, just in not overbuying simply because we're using cash. Um, another thing too, and this is something that's taken me a while to really adjust. Like I said, I am frugal to the core. So buying expensive stuff is kind of hard for me, but, Um, I've changed my mind on that a little bit because, uh, this isn't Christmas, but recently for my daughter's birthday, she really wanted American girl doll. And I'd kind of always said that I would never do that because I just thought, really, I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars for a doll. There's just no way. Um, but when she was so desperate for one, it suddenly hit me and I said, you know what I could do? I've got myself, two grandmas, and an aunt who were all going to buy her something for her birthday. And why, why get four things that she doesn't absolutely, you know, that she isn't absolutely desperate for? Why get four things when 
that will be, you know, four things to clutter up her room when instead we could all go together and get her the one item. So I only have one I- more item of clutter in her room. Um, the one item that will, uh, actually, you know, make her day and she'll be so excited about. So I kind of changed my thought process on that is, you know, things that they really, really, really do want. And of course I use my mom judgment on that. I don't, I don't just, you know, my, my daughter has a list a mile long of things that she wants and I don't just go, Oh, okay. That's what she wants. I mean, sometimes I do. Cause I do know, I really want her to be excited that she got this exact thing. But if I know that it's something that she, you know, won't use, I don't worry about that. But if it's something I know she will use and we can go together and, and get one item that's a little more expensive then you know, that to me, that's something to consider with, um, with gift giving. And I'm doing that some this year, uh, with our Christmas gifts. Um, great ideas that people have, and I'm sure you do this to some degree. I don't, I'm not good at this, but you know, a lot of people do a decluttering session before Christmas on purpose and they tell their kids, okay, we've got to get your gifts. I mean, we've got to get your rooms cleaned out or Santa Claus is not going to give you stuff because he knows you don't have enough room for it or, you know, grandma's not going to give you stuff or whatever, you know, but we have to do this. And we, you know, with the idea of we're donating these toys to people who need them more than you do, people who don't, you know, don't maybe don't get nice new presents every Christmas. So, uh, you know, using that as an opportunity to declutter beforehand, the other option there is just to say, okay, you got all these Christmas presents. This is great. And this is what I do. I say, yay, I'm so excited. You got all these things. Oh, you're going to have to take some things off of your bookshelf for you to fit your new books on there. And that's the one in one out concept that I've talked before in the podcast about containers. Um, and I talk about that a lot on my website as well, but you know, just that, Oh, okay. You've got another doll. Well, we're going to have to get rid of, you know, one that's maybe broken or that you don't play with as much, or you never really loved as much, which sounds horrible as the person who loved her dolls. But anyway, but you know, we don't have room. We have a certain amount of space designated on this shelf for your dolls. So since you have a new one, we need to get rid of one of the old ones. Um, or we need to go give it to somebody who will, you know, be able to really give it the attention that it needs. Right. Okay. Uh, other ideas are, um, you know, a lot of people do the, uh, three gifts like the wise men, which we don't know how many wise men there were, but there are three gifts mentioned in the Bible. So a lot of people take that and use that with their kids. You know, the wise men brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So we each get three gifts at Christmas. And I think that's a great idea. Um, I don't want my kids to expect to get huge amounts of stuff at Christmas because I don't feel like they can appreciate anything when they do. Um, and I would say we keep it to around three to four gifts. I don't personally do the wise men analogy with my kids, but I think it's great. Uh, the people who do that, um, sometimes they will say, okay, we get each kid something to wear. We get each kid something to play with and then something to read, you know, so they have like a category for each one. Um, let's see. Okay, another just a little idea that I did when my kids were little, and I'm so excited to be changing this idea this year. It's a really kind of a big deal for us, but that is um, we would take the kids to the Dollar Tree. Not sure where you are, but a lot of place, a lot of places in the U.S. have Dollar Tree stores, and that's where every single thing in the whole entire store is a dollar. And when our kids were little and did not have any concept of money, it was nice to be able to take them there and say, okay, you get to choose one thing for each person in the family. 
And, uh, you know, as they've gotten older, then they were able to go around the store by themselves because they're pretty small stores. So we could stand by the door and know where they were. Um, so they enjoyed that. They really did. Well, this year I made the announcement that we are not going to go to the Dollar Tree anymore for that. My kids are old enough. They're seven, 10 and 11. They're old enough to budget and they know about money now. So they're going to each get a certain amount of money. We haven't decided how much, and they're going to have to buy something for everybody on their list. Mostly because I am so tired of getting stuff from the Dollar Tree. Oh my goodness. I have gotten some total junk um, for real. But then you feel bad decluttering it because you know your kid picked it out for you. Anyway, whatever. We are going to, and I, I give very specific things like, I really need some new wooden spoons. Or I really need a new potato masher. Which I don't, in case anybody who cares is listening. I don't need a potato masher. It was just an example. But, um, okay. We talk, uh, I talked a minute, a little bit ago about, um, you know, memories happen. They do. Uh, but just a couple ideas that I have for memory makers for you. Um, one of the things I want to encourage you with for me, when my house was a complete and total disaster, it was very difficult for me to stop and do some kind of a craft or activity with my kids. But then I would feel really guilty that I hadn't stopped and done any crafts or activities with my kids. Well, as my house got more under control, I was much more willing to do a craft because the dining room table was already cleared off, which it's not at this moment. But in general, you know, it's much more often cleared off so I could stop and do that. Um, and as I did that, I went, wow, these things take minutes. We're talking like five minutes sometimes. And yet the kids remember it for years. And I think sometimes we think that to do some kind of a family tradition like that, it's going to take hours upon hours and prep and all this and simple things like that. The kids remember, and I'm always amazed at how short of a time it really takes. Um, just a couple of ideas, and these will all be linked in the show notes, uh, for podcast number 15. Uh, which will be at aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts. If I don't link directly to podcast 15 from that, when you go to it, just click on the see all of my podcasts here and it should be toward the top, podcast number 15. But um, just some different things that we've done are um, making dough ornaments, salt dough ornaments with salt, flour, and water. I have the recipe um, on that link. And what we do is um, I make dough ornaments of my kids, little Play-Doh people, basically, uh, that we then bake. I try not to overcook my children. I have done that before. It's really awful. Um, but I do that and I, I try to pick one thing and now they're older. I let them choose what one thing about them this year, you know, defines them, you know, what is it? And I have one of, you know, when my little boy was three and he had a cowboy birthday party he's a cowboy. And I'm, of course it doesn't look exactly like him, but it's, I, you know, made a little, a little cowboy with a hat and boots and all that. And so he remembers and he feels special because I paid attention to who he was that year. And it's a great, cheap, easy way to make personalized ornaments that my kids totally treasure. They love getting those ornaments out of the box and remembering, oh, this was that year where you made me a football player. This was the year where I was one year old and, and you had cookies in both of my hands, you know, eating cookies, whatever. So, um, and we did that over an ice day that we had recently. And I wasn't, you know, my kids, one of them made a snowman of his own. They can do whatever they want. One of them, my daughter made her American girl doll, you know, as her child that she was doing. And the other one made, a wrestler or something. I don't know. But 
they were done in like five minutes. Now it took me longer and I enjoyed it because I was making these things of my kids, but it really was amazing. These ornaments that we have that last forever just took moments to actually put together and, and to do it together. Um, other things is to make homemade gifts. Uh, one of the things that kids can do that we have done is to buy a, um, a Christmas sock, a couple of sets of Christmas socks, and fill them with rice. Uh, I take a two-liter bottle and cut off the top so it's a nice big funnel. If you you know if it's kind of sharp, you can put tape around the edges so it won't hurt the kids. Um, and just use that funnel to pour rice using the you know half cup scoop uh, into the sock and then you tie the sock on the end and it doesn't even require any, um, sewing at all. And in case you're wondering why we're putting rice in a sock, well, you put that in the microwave, you heat it for a minute at a time until it's nice and warm. And that is like a natural heating pad that just naturally goes off. You know, you don't have to worry about turning it off. I know most of them have automatic shut shut off now, but it's just a great, and it just really conforms to whatever area, you know, around your shoulders, your neck, whatever it is that you need a heating pad on, that rice sock is much loved in my family. Whenever somebody has an earache, we use ours. And we've made those before for grandparents and aunts and uncles. And it's a quick and easy little, um, project that they can do, but then they're able to give someone something that's actually useful. Now on my blog, I have, I think we used deer corn that year because somebody had told me that they use that. Um, I personally went back to the rice for the ones that we've made since then, just because the deer corn smells like corn, which is kind of gross. Um, and the rice really doesn't have any kind of a scent to it. Um, but anyway, so I will link to those on there. Other things that you can do is um, to make homemade wrapping paper. Uh, Mod Podging onto gift bags is so easy, but for some reason it feels so cool when you do that, and it makes it look really pretty. Sometimes we'll just cut out different, um, you know, old scraps of wrapping paper that we have. We'll cut the little Santa Claus or the snowflakes or whatever out from that, and then Mod Podge it onto a bag, and it looks really neat. And the kids, you know, are able to maybe even if they didn't make the gift that year, they've made the wrapping paper. And so they're able to give that, um, and really feel like they've done something for other people. Cause that's always so important to me for my kids. I don't want Christmas to be only about them getting stuff. I want to make sure that they have put time and effort somehow into something that we're doing for those people who are giving them gifts. You know, we want to make sure that they're giving back to them as well. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week, I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one-hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style, gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, other things you can do is just on butcher paper, you know, use Christmas stamps, um, do painted finger, um, uh, what is it? Handprints, you know, grandparents love that kind of stuff. Anything like that, uh, is quick and easy and seriously can be done in 15 minutes. It's amazing to me how much shorter of a time these things take than I always imagined. Um, okay. Now here's the part where... If you have little ones listening, maybe you would want to uh, change that fact before I give you a great list of clutter-free. Okay, are they gone yet? Okay, one more chance. All right, let them go. Okay, so uh, clutter-free stocking stuffer ideas. Personally, I... Stocking stuffers just completely and totally um, made me want to go crazy because I would go to the little aisle at, um, you know, at Target and I would see all these things and I would start grabbing stuff and then it was all just junk. It was plastic, you know, pencils and, and erasers and, you know, stuff that we just didn't need. Little Santa Claus who, I don't know, has candy in his bag or something like that. But I mean, really, we all the stuff we don't need. And I just got to where I hated stocking stuffers because I felt like I was spending money on stuff that was purely just going to be clutter. So a couple years ago, I had said something about that. And um, I had asked at the end of the post, do you have any great non-clutter stocking stuffers? The reason I asked you, told you to maybe not have your kids is in case they don't think you have to worry about stocking stuffers, if you know what I mean. So anyway, um, I got some great ideas that I have been using the last few years. So I'm going to list those off for you. Um, my very favorite one that rocked my world is, uh, Pringles, a can of Pringles in every single stocking. I did this last year and my kids still talk about it just randomly. They'll say, Hey, remember how we all got Pringles in our stocking last year? Wasn't that awesome? We all got our own can. Everybody was so excited to have their very own can of Pringles. And cans of Pringles take up a whole lot of room in the stocking. Um, Batteries. Batteries take up room, and they're totally needed anyway to go with Christmas gifts. I personally think that's a genius idea. Um, Socks and underwear. Underwear, you know, I think there's a certain age where it gets a little weird, and then it's probably not weird again. But, um, you know, underwear, that's an idea. Uh, socks, Christmassy socks, warm socks, just regular old socks you need. That kind of stuff takes up a lot of space and you need it anyway. Fruit. Uh, fruit's a great idea, especially when they've read stories of old timey stuff where that's what the kids were most excited to get was fruit in their, uh, their, their stocking. So other ideas that I think are great that take up a lot of good space, but they're totally necessary. So they're not clutter. Um, bubble bath, toothbrushes, 
shower puffs, hairbrushes, shampoo, toothpaste, body wash, deodorant, all kinds of toiletries. Those are great things to stick in a stocking. Earrings, obviously, um, hair bows and headbands, nail polish, books, coloring books, notebook and pencil or pen, art supplies. You know, if your kid's into art, just get them some new art supplies that you'd have to get them anyway. Um, paint sets, crayons, markers, post-it notes, tape. I thought this one was so funny, but I have had somebody suggested that and other people have said, oh my goodness, that's exactly what I need to do. But how much their kids love tape and they love having their own roll of scotch tape or duct tape or whatever. Um, little USBs. Uh, those are great for your teenagers. Um, word search or activity books, calendars, magazines. Those take up a lot of good space. DVDs. Um, a sippy cup or a water bottle. I think that's a great idea to have if, you know, everybody can use reusable water bottles if you need them. Well, that's a great space taking up thing for stockings, um, chapstick, band-aids, scarves, mittens, playing cards, magic towels. I used to love those when I was a kid. Um, you can find those at the Dollar Tree usually, um, chore passes or around the house coupons. I think that's a great idea. Little Debbie snack cakes, little Christmas tree cakes. Those are so good. Um, a special breakfast. I think this came from lifeismom.com, somebody said, but uh, that she puts a, a breakfast in her kid's stocking. So when they get up early, they can go ahead and eat breakfast. You know, those little boxes, individual boxes of cereal, which I never buy because they're really expensive. Well, I mean, kids think those are awesome and great, you know, apple juice boxes, but whatever they would need to have a nice little breakfast, maybe some, you know, a little package of mini muffins or something that they don't usually get. Goldfish crackers, but there's all kinds of um, great ideas that are also in the, um, in the, uh, comments of that section. People have added even more. So I really, uh, just love the idea of taking up as much space in the stocking as possible and taking it up with things that are either consumable or that they need anyway, or that they can use. And, uh, I, I think, you know, that has made a big difference for me to be thinking along those lines when I do stocking stuffers. Okay. We are out of time for today. Uh, I just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. I am not sure when my next podcast will be, but, um, we will be talking about decluttering because decluttering season is coming and I will be hosting the decluttering club starting on December 26th. So make sure you come. I have a series all set to go, um, with some great decluttering, uh, advice and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And then I'm going to be doing Google plus hangouts again in January, each Thursday at 10 o'clock, um, to, uh, just go through just different decluttering strategies and I'll, there'll be lots of different things involved, but I hope that you'll come and check that out, um, starting December 26th and a few things, um, make sure that you, uh, go to aslobcomesclean.com slash connect, uh, to find me on all my social media channels. We just hit 18,000 fans over on my Facebook page and it's really fun over there. Just a great place of encouragement and support. Um, and you can find me all over the internet uh, from that connect page, aslobcomesclean.com slash connect. Um, also, I'm going to link to my my Pinterest board for Christmas that has some great, you know, as I see good Christmas ideas sometimes about, you know, avoiding clutter. I think there was one on, um, you know, her kids pack up a bag for Santa to take with him um, as he leaves of, you know, old but nice toys for other children. And I just think that's so great. <laughs> um and then, 
Also, you know, I would love it anytime that you are buying something on Amazon. Uh, if you, you know, as a way to support, um, a slob comes clean, I would greatly appreciate it if you would use my link, which is right there, um, on the sidebar at a slob And thank you so much to those of you who've left reviews over on iTunes. I greatly appreciate it. That really helps, um, in the search results when people are looking in iTunes, um, for podcasts, it helps us be discovered and hopefully help other people in their own quest to get their houses under control. So, uh, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you later. Bye.